Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Otio Montemus. I'm on. I am Moose. And divisional round is over, Nick. Yes, it is, John. Just like that, it's two weeks left of the season. Uh, That's it. I can't believe how fast the season has gone. It does go really quick. A lot. A lot of the time, it goes very quick. <laughs> I feel That's like... It. Sometimes, <laughs> by the end, I, I'm so happy to be done. I feel like it was just yesterday where uh, I was sitting here watching Aaron Rodgers go on McAfee with you. Saying that he intends to play for the Jets, it feels like it was just yeah. yesterday. And then, and then, like the startup of, of Hard Knocks. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude! Like, Here we go, son. I was so excited, and then it just came crashing down so fast, so fucking fast. So fast, like record speed, <laughs> record speed. Oh man! I don't think it could have really went any quicker in the in the regular season that quick. Oh no! Look, I would have thought it happened somewhere in the middle of the season. Nope. Four plays in, you're fucking done for the year. Thanks for that. Yeah. Appreciate it. Four plays. Just the curse, man. It's just the curse. I listen. I think you got a, an overall curse or a season curse. I I've got a postseason curse. So I'm right there with you with a curse. <laughs> we're we're fucking cursed. Like unbelievable. I'm already not looking really forward to next year. That's the fun part. I'm already not looking. Forward. Yeah, you're all doom and gloom already. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't see a good offseason. That's the problem. I just don't see a good offseason. Well, you guys will trade for Stefan Diggs, and then everything will be all peachy over there. Uh, you know I like winners. He's not a winner. So. We'll we'll get to his bum ass later. He fucking stinks. Sorry ass, bro. <laughs> Sorry ass. But let's just start at the beginning. I mean, the division round was fucking was actually pretty damn good. For the most part. Yeah, you had you had a lot of good games. Honestly, most mostly the good games. I mean, this game was 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 good until about the fourth quarter. I mean, we kind of figured that Houston was going to come out and they were going to kind of hang around for the first half until yeah, and they were frustrating Lamar, right? Yeah, I mean, we saw it in the first half that Lamar couldn't do anything. No, he was frustrated as fuck. You can and, see it. And just the. Uh, I don't know. We we kind of figured that they would kind of take a little bit of time to get going, and once they got going in the second half, man, it was kind of just over. Yeah. It, they just no, over sure. they just overwhelmed them at the end there, and I mean not for nothing. I mean Baltimore is quite possibly the best team in the league, so it's gonna happen, especially to a younger team where you're just kind of not equipped for it. No, you're not. You're you're really not. And and that that defense is just. It's fast. It's nasty. They're well-coached. They're such a well-coached overall team. And then you have just Lamar who can just, you know, run 100 yards, throw for a buck 50, 200, like, and not play stupid ball. That is something he's been doing a lot better as his career moves on. Is like he's not taking that big hit anymore. He's getting out of bounds. He's getting down. As opposed to, like, someone like Josh Allen who's just taking shot after shot. He's he's really shots. learning to become a complete quarterback where he will sit in that pocket and he'll he'll deliver yeah. a strike, but when he needs to extend the play, he can do it and he does it very well. Yeah, I'll be honest, I think he's gotten better as a as a pocket thrower more than he gets credit for. Like he's he's thrown a couple of those balls that had a nice touch on him. Like early in his career, he was like, "Oh yeah, he's just their running back," which I mean, you can make the case for because that's exactly what he was doing. I mean, he made the Patriots look silly that one Sunday night. I mean, he, <laughs> they just couldn't even touch him. And then he's just he's transformed into this really good elite quarterback. And, I mean, look, you took him at the end of the first round, and he's a top-five quarterback. I mean, what else can you really fucking – what other team can get fucking lucky enough for that, man? I would love to get that lucky. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it, it's it's pretty incredible that – we a lot of people did doubt him. I I mean I doubted him in the beginning as well, which I, I I also think was rightfully so because there were times where he did show signs of not throwing well. He didn't perform well in the postseason. Um, and I, I will say to play a little devil's advocate, if this game would have continued the way the first half did, it still would have been his narrative that he still isn't doing too much in the postseason consistently. And we'll see next, you know, next week. But it it is fun to see him going when he's going. Yeah, when this team is clicking, they are so hard to stop. With that defense yeah. being as good they are, like they're playing with 
so many injuries on offense, and they're still looking like this. It's fucking crazy. And they're going to get Andrews back this week, which is a massive, massive fucking weapon to get back. Yes. For for Houston, I mean, I can't even say anything bad about Houston. Just how this whole season played out, the way that Stroud has looked all year, it's just like it seems like they have the right path forward. Just like the Lions, they had – look, they were shit for a long time. They got the right head coach in there. And now they're taking off. Houston is already in the divisional round in a year that they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league. And, I mean, look, if you get a couple more weapons in there and they stay healthy down the stretch, even next year, even the the year after, why can't they be in the conversation? Yeah. Again, well, you'll only be able to tell in time. And a lot of people are saying Nico Collins is like a top, top, a, a top wide receiver. I, I mean, only put you in the top. I only put you in the top wide receiver range when you do it for two plus years in a row. You have to, to me at least. I, I can't go by one year. I'm sorry. I just, I simply can't. Um, I think also what happened was you saw Baltimore took took the run game away, which for a rookie quarterback that takes your your rhythm a little bit away. Um, and I understand that a lot of people don't. Some people don't even look at him as a rookie quarterback by this time because you've already had a playoff game. You're already like 18, 19 games deep into it. Like, you're not a rookie anymore. And I get that. But you're also looking at this in, in regards to this is your first rookie postseason, no matter what. This is your first postseason. Last week was your first postseason game, your first wild card. Now it's your first divisional. And it's against the number one team. I mean, and you're going into Baltimore. It's not an easy place to play. And you were standing with them. But in the second half, whatever Harborough did, picked this team up off the fucking ground, and they started to click. And you saw, I mean, listen, once they started clicking, it was it was a wrap. I mean, I think it was the second touchdown they scored, and I think we both had said, I, I, that may be the da- that, that may be it right there. It was going to be hard for them to really come back. Like, like we said, they were hanging around for a while. The, Houston's game plan going in was was almost perfect for the first half was just get in Lamar's face, get him uncomfortable, get him frustrated. And you saw it. He was – that boy was getting hit. He was getting rushed. He couldn't do anything. And yeah. then come the second half, they just – they adjusted to it. That's what good teams do. They just learn to adjust, and, and they figure it out. Yeah, to, to, for sure. To me, Baltimore that, – that's why I think Baltimore is so fucking good. It's because they're not stingy. Like, they're like, okay, is something working? Is it not working? They're not – they're not like – fixated on just, okay, this is our game plan, and if something goes wrong, doesn't matter, we're not going to fix it, we're going to stick to it. They, le- they they know how to fix what is going on, they got Lamar in space, and they just they just rolled from there. And if you're a Houston team, it, it's really no slight against you, because I don't think any team would be able to really do much against that Baltimore team. Like, we talked about their matchup with San Francisco, Baltimore just killed San Francisco in that game. San Francisco couldn't yeah. do anything in that game against them. So it, it's yeah. it's hard, especially for a team like Houston that is down weapons and they are as young as they are, to come back in a game in Baltimore against the, the one seed who is just, like, almost unbeatable. It's so hard for, a, I'm going to call them, like, a rookie team to be able to do that. And like we said, th- this game, a lot of these teams – are playing with house money in this in these playoffs. It's house money. Like you're not even you're not supposed to be here. Like yeah. And, and you're already in the divisional game. It seems like they have the right people in place. If they add a couple more weapons, get healthy, maybe make another run. But on the other hand, with especially Stroud is there's more tape on you now. And you're already in the divisional game. This is what's going to become expected of you. Of like yeah. over your career, you you need to start like you need to keep living up to this. Now, do I think that they get back to the divisional game next year? I don't know. They could, but again, the more that you do something, the more it's expected of you. And for Stroud and this team and D'Amico Ryan's, winning is now expected of you, especially in your well, division. I, exactly. I, I mean, next year they'll probably be the favorite to win the division, as they um, should. I I will say. 
if this game, if this exact game happened next season, the um, the talk of it's different. You know, it'll be there'll there'll be a different feel to it. It'll be you know what the hell happened to Houston? You collapsed in the second half, right? Because next year, if this was to happen exactly again in the divisional round, hypothetically, you've already been there, dude. Like you said, that standard's there. Last year, you weren't supposed to be there. This year, we expect you to, to start performing there. Now, let's just say you don't have a good game. Let's just say they outperform and outplay you again. Guys, gonna You guys are going to look like a weak link almost. Like, you're good, but you're not great. You know, and that's, that's how the conversation changes. They're like Green Bay, right? Green Bay was not supposed, is not supposed to be there. So if, if Green Bay gets trounced or if Green Bay loses by a point, like, you played with house money. But yeah. next season, that bar is gone up now, unfortunately. And I, I get it. Like, for someone like Houston, I get that Jacksonville's there and um, the Colts didn't look like, a, you know, a, a slouch team either. But unfortunately, you're going to be looked at as the team that went to the divisional round. You're going to be the favorite. You're just – that's what's going to happen. It's going to be the expected of you. And yeah. <clears throat> I, I think they can do it. It's just – Getting healthy and getting more pieces around Stroud. That's really what it's going to come down to. Because I like the coaching staff over there. And like we said, playing with house money, not a lot of teams are going to be able to beat Baltimore. That's just how it is. That's how it was all year. That's how it is in the playoffs. Yeah. So, Yes. And, and, and I will say for, for Houston, I mean, not to take anything away from them, but if you really look at their receiving court, do you really know many people? Right? I mean... To be honest, there's nobody that's a big name. Your big, your biggest names wise is Dalton Schultz, and technically you would you would know Robert Woods. Now, obviously, Nico Collins and Tank Dell had come right, forth and you know. But what I'm saying though is, going into the season, I mean, <laughs> there was just prospects. And you just had some prospects and some decent pieces. But again, it's not like you expected anything. Devin Singletary was nothing special, nothing special of a running back necessarily. So name-wise, there was nobody that jumped out on the paper to you. So you'd like to see them go out and go get a top wide receiver or go draft another weapon or two to help build around this kid. Right, and, and I think that I think that actually works in their favor is that they're making it work with all these, like, I don't want to say no-name guys, but lesser-name guys. And they look good doing it. I mean, before Tank Dell broke his leg, kid was nasty. Nico yeah. Collins was good. Schultz, I think he had a couple drops in this game, but he's he's looked solid all year. So it's like if they're doing this much with like this little talent, why can't they go out? I mean, I don't think they're gonna go out and try to get a Devontae Adams, but why not go after T Higgins or somebody and, and go from there? Yeah. I mean, you might as well. Your core is nice. They just proved it. Go out and prove it again. Get a number one receiver and go from there. Simple as that. No, I, I, I think so. I think that that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, it, it has to do with you have a young core. You got to go build around it and, and go get the kids some weapons. Right. You know, simple as that. Yep. Moving on to the Packers 49ers. I mean, man, San Francisco was in trouble in this game. They were in trouble for a Sounds lot of like this the, game. I was going to say, it sounds like most of this game, if not all of it. They were. So San Francisco wins 24-21 to on, like, a last two-minute touchdown, which was a phenomenal drive from Purdy and the Niners. Uh, I know people are yeah. getting on Purdy's ass for this game. I get it. I understand it. Like we said, we look at Brock Purdy, and we don't see an MVP. Right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah, no, I don't think anything about him jumps out at you that's special. I just think he's... He's quite accurate, and he doesn't seem to get too crushed under the pressure. But let's be honest. When you see him go against a good team or even a, a, a defense that, that's that got some talent to go against their guys, and he loses one of his top two guys in a Devo or a Christian McCaffrey, it changes. And it, it's all of a sudden it, that – that playing field evens quite quickly, quite quickly. Now, I will also say, 
at the end of the day, if I was a 49ers fan and people were giving me shit about Purdy, I would say to you, who won the game? Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to the championship round. You're not. That's all that matters. And he did it. Like I said, I think weather played a very big factor in this game. It was rainy. It was cold. It was a miserable day. Something you really don't see in San Francisco too often. Yeah. The the game plan, I think, kind of skewed bad for San Francisco just because, like we were talking before, I mean, McCaffrey rushed the ball for 17 times. Now, granted, he was gashing them, 17 for, yeah. for 98. But in a bad weather game like this, you go to your workhorse. You go to your Christian McCaffrey's. Especially with Debo going out as early as he did. Bro, yeah. go McCaffrey 25-plus. I mean, you're, you're asking Purdy to throw 40 times in this game. I don't like that, uh, uh, that you know, for, for them. I don't think that's the, the best game plan. I really, truly believe for, for Brock Purdy, it, it's... And I do think part of this game plan would have been, you know, McCaffrey, maybe 17 to 20 touches. But I think their original game plan was for someone like Debo to run at least five or six times as well. Yeah, I, I see that as well. Just be, When he went out early, I said, oh, no, it's, it's going to be a longer night for them now. Because I don't care what anybody says. Any quarterback that has a Debo Samuel type of guy on their team, the second that he goes down... That playing field does level out quick. And yeah. Debo being one of their top guys going out that early, it was it was tragic for him. And I'm like, oh, he's he's going to be in trouble tonight. Because now you have to rely on Ayuk, who is a good receiver, don't get me wrong. Kittle needs to step up. McCaffrey needs to step up. And, look, he was, he was fine in this game. I'm not going to sit here and say that he was anything special. But at the end of the day, like you said, who's going on to the, to the championship game? They are. Yeah. And as much as we don't like it or like it, whatever, that's the truth, is, the, is they get to move on. And for me, so like you said, well, you lost Debo, so now people like McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk have to step up. Kittle's an all is an all-pro tight end, and McCaffrey's arguably a top two, three running back in the NFL. Like, if those two guys can't step up, right? what are we talking? Brandon Ayuk had a, pretty much a career year. For him, his best year this year, because I think it's probably a contract year, how that happens all the time. <laughs> but I, for the 49ers, it, the, the biggest problem is that you let this team hang with you and take leads on you. And for the most part, made you feel some pressure all night. And granted, I get it, Purdy had a nice winning drive, um, and I get that a lot of people were even given love shit because he had thrown an interception or whatever on the last drive. Listen, that's the other thing. I understand Jordan Love's not a rookie, but kind of is, isn't he? Yeah. I get it. I get it. He's not really a rookie. But when you looked at this postseason, again, you're going into San Francisco, a lot like Houston. You're going into San Francisco. You're going into arguably the best team in the NFC, just like Baltimore is the best team in the AFC. They're number one seeds for reasons. It's called home field advantage for a reason. And you 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 can see when that pressure mounts. You can see what happens. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Jordan Love. I, there's rumors that they want to make Jordan Love the highest, if not one of the, the top three highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. I personally think I would probably franchise tag you for a year and then do it. But that's me. That's hearsay. You know, whatever. I just... I'm not saying I don't believe in the kid. I'm just saying if I sign you for, you know, 50, 55 million a year, yeah. all of a sudden you don't perform very well. I don't think so. I mean, the kid showed he stays pretty friggin' calm and cool under pressure. LaFour seems to be, dare I say, Nick, this seems to be LaFour comfortable because he has, I feel like the kid he wants, he's younger, he's more mobile. And let's be honest, he just doesn't – and I'm not making a, a you know a slight at Rodgers, but he has a lot less ego over Rodgers, whereas Rodgers is more of, I, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying Love's not going to go to try to win a Super Bowl next year. I'm not saying that's not the goal even this year. But Rodgers has been there and done it, right? He's 39, 40 years old. He's looking to, to get me the guys that I want. I think to their – 
nature, it was, you're an expensive quarterback. How can I keep a Devontae Adams? How can I keep this guy, that guy? And this Romeo kid had himself a fucking postseason. I mean, God knows the Cowboys made him look like fucking A.B. out there. <laughs> but, like, that's what I'm saying, though, is, is getting with these young kids, and you get that chemistry, and then they go out and go sign a T. Higgins or, or whoever, or go draft you some more talent, because everybody's still under those rookie deals, and now you're going to go pay your quarterback. It's just it's a big risk because it's a smaller sample size. At least with Rodgers, well, we all knew what you were going to get talent-wise with Rodgers. But it just looks like LaFleur, to me, is more comfortable of, this is who I wanted. We're younger. Kid's younger. He's got more of maybe the style he wanted to run, whereas maybe Rodgers couldn't particularly do it that way. I'm not saying Rodgers isn't mobile, but I'm just saying for, like, a Jordan Love, kid's young, right? Like You don't have to walk on eggshells, it seems like, with Jordan Love or this team. That's what yeah. it is. Like, with Rodgers, you're kind of just, you're there to just not piss him off. Like, that that's kind of what, what it feels like. like. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And, and this draft pick pissed him off, let's be honest. Yeah, oh my god, yes. So, I get it. For Green Bay, I think you're in a really good spot because all these dudes are young. They're the youngest team in the league. That receiving core is young as shit. And it's just like, okay, let's get, a, let's get like a good vet in here too to kind of supplement the, the young guys. And like you said, let LaFleur do his thing. It feels like he is more comfortable now. Like we've had, we've had our, our discussions about Jordan Love in the past. Like, oh, the, the, the quotes coming out of practices that he wasn't accurate, he wasn't good. I mean, granted, at the beginning of this year, he wa- he was inconsistent. That's the thing is, yes. is it was the Up roller it was the roller coaster of Jordan Love. Yes. Now to extend him, fine, do it. Now you're gonna give him a shit ton of money, but that's where the market, the quarterback market is right now. You have to oh, pay your so, quarterbacks. It's, it's just like the economy; it's inflated as fuck. So it's just it's un- it's unbelievable. So you're gonna see him get a big contract, and you're gonna see probably Baker get a decent sized contract. Would I yes. do it? I like I said. I like you said. I would wait another year and see how he performs. I don't think he's gonna crash and burn. I simply don't think that's gonna happen. No, I don't think so at all. I just think that you kind of be patient with it. You've been patient with it. You've seen how Favre and Rogers have worked out through the same game plan that you're doing with Love. Do it again. Let him franchise him and then extend him. You can extend him during the year. Or after next season. But, I mean, he looked fine. He looked good in this game. And not for nothing, Green Bay really should have won this game. They just, their, yeah. def- their defense just gave it up at the end. And the, But that's, yeah. what, that's what San Francisco does to you is they'll wear you down. They'll wear you. Exactly. And then they'll hit you. But there's something about San Francisco where when they're behind, I don't trust them, in, like, enough to feel confident that they're going to come back and win. I don't think they're built to play from behind, honestly. As opposed to if they're out in a lead, then I trust them because then you get McCaffrey going and they can't do anything to stop him. It's like good luck. Like good you luck. <laughs> you go up 10 to 14 points, that may be over because now the defense can pin their ears back and, and literally hunt if they want to, which they do. 100%. So, you see it. Yes. It happens all the time. But, I mean, look. Like we said, Green Bay's the youngest team in the league. They should be fine. They have the right coach in place. Jordan Love is on the right track. Is he going to keep panning out? We'll see. I think he will, but, you know, it's a good first step for this team that was playing with house money and honestly could have made this fucking championship game at 9-8. and eight. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I don't think either of us have anything really bad to say against Green Bay other than it was a good fucking season. It was better than what most people thought it was going to be. And, yeah, I mean, but now now this is expected of you. True. It's true. Now now we get to see what happens next season. All right, moving on to Detroit and the, and the Buccaneers. Game surprised me. I am – I'm so happy for Detroit. I want to make that very clear. I'm, I'm rooting for Detroit. I root for – like, once I was out, I was like, all right, I'm on the Detroit wagon. <laughs> Let's go, Eminem. Let's do it. 
let's start with we might as well start with the Bucks. Another team yeah. that another team that again we looked at the signing of Baker Mayfield and we're like, how much is he really gonna help this team? Overperformed this year. They did. And not for nothing, especially in this game, Baker went mm-hmm. fucking off. Yeah. He threw he for really th- did. he threw for three fifty. He looked good. The interceptions, especially the one at the end, was bad. Don't get me wrong. He was yeah. just he was trying to make a play. And I never thought I'd say that I felt bad for Baker Mayfield, but I kind of felt bad for him in this game. I really I did. He, I think he honestly, in my true opinion, I think he matured. I think you've seen him at least mature enough now where you kind of go, all right, you know what? Maybe you're not that young fucking douchebag anymore. You got over that phase a little bit. Like, he's a warrior. You can see. He takes a beating. And and <laughs> I never saw this team going to the playoffs this year. I really didn't. No. And then going out and, and, and putting up a fucking fight like this. Honestly. I, it, and he's still only 28, 29 years old. So... I think you're definitely going to see Mayfield kind of get a bigger deal. I do. Because if you're Tampa Bay, who the fuck else are you going with? Yeah. That's the thing is you go with the devil that you know. that You have yeah. to. And look, that devil ain't bad. He played very well this year. Now, being able to keep some of your guys this offseason, listen, if you're Tampa Bay, you cannot let Mike Evans hit free agency. You can't. First of all, he, he's a buck for life. He's got to be. And if you if you don't give him a contract, then shame on you. Then I know I know he said he's he's interested in staying. I, I gotta think he is. Like just because listen, it's that homegrown, bro. I've been here since you drafted me. Let's run it. He already got a ring, so it's not like I mean he could always chase a <laughs> ring. But I'm just saying, like he's got a ring. Yeah. As for Baker, I I think he needed to change his attitude because. I think this was probably his last chance. Yes. I mean, I mean, what he's been to what? This is his third team or his fourth team, right? Cleveland, Car- he went to Carolina, right? Yeah. Went to the Rams and now Tampa, so four. Yeah. His fourth team since yes. being drafted. I mean, you have to change your attitude, and we kind of figured what his attitude was going to be like in Cleveland. He just felt like a like a Johnny Manziel esque type of guy with the attitude. Yeah, but. But he's better. He's definitely better than Manziel. Oh, without a doubt. No question. Better than Manziel is what at least Manziel, if Manziel at least could have panned out to be. Yeah. And and I think I think when he went from Carolina to the Rams, I think that's where the attitude really kind of shifted. Because, yeah. not for nothing, Cleveland, they always have a reputation of having a shitty, like, organizational flow and stuff like that. So you can kind of kind of see where that comes from. Carolina haven't really done much lately, so that culture's probably no. fractured a little bit. And then you go to stability in the Rams where, okay, they've, they've won a Super Bowl, they've got great leadership throughout that building, so that probably kind of hum- humbled them a little bit. And then you go to Tampa, who just came off a Super Bowl not a, like a couple years ago. So I think he needed to humble himself because if Tampa didn't want him, who was going to take him at that point? Yeah, and he definitely made himself some money. Like, if he really wanted to be that guy and go, nah, bro, I'm going to test out the free agency. I want to see, you know, who wants me. He probably will have a few teams interested in him. Um, but it's just, if I'm Tampa Bay, you got to, I think you got to continue with the devil that you know. I really do. Yeah, and like we said, that devil ain't bad. Devil played very well this year. Yeah. Yeah, and Mike Evans went off in this game. He had a couple, like, key drops early in this game, but, I mean, look, not for nothing, he kind of made up for it in the end. Yeah, no, he always makes up for it. Um, Who else are you going to go to? Yeah. He knows how to perform in the postseason. Uh, on the other side, on the other side you had, I mean, Jared Goff having a game, too. These two were, these two were balling out in this game. It was fucking yeah, they, crazy. They were doing punches, man. They were, they were going back and forth. I mean, you just saw Detroit. Like, I don't want to say that we all wouldn't be surprised if Detroit got beat up next. Right. I don't think anybody wants to see it. No. If I'm going to be, I'm be honest with you. There's a lot of good matchups that that are going to go into this Super Bowl. That's the that's the fun part. 
I like those options. I would really be intrigued with the Baltimore versus Detroit. I really would. I would be very intrigued by that. Um, I just, the thing with Detroit that always scares me is that big game, right? Yep. But they're getting over those humps. You can't, you can't get into a big game until you win your previous game. Correct. And they keep winning. And now they're into an NFC championship game. The team that at one point was 0-16 in our lifetime is one game away from a Super Bowl. It's fucking nuts. And they got there before I thought I would have saw that. Unbelievable. But, again, when you look at the way Detroit's playing, they really do play with grit. That's their game. Play, play for Dan Campbell. I mean, Jared Goff. Everybody plays almost like with a fucking chip on their shoulder, like like Jared Goff. He was the guy that you know, the Rams fucking traded for an older quarterback. He was the outcast. Yeah, almost like you sent me here to die, and Detroit welcomed him with open arms. And I honestly, when I thought Goff got there, I was like, this guy don't want to be here. Well, the whole narrative was he was the bridge to the next guy. He was the bridge quarterback until we can get a franchise guy in here. And lo and behold, they have their franchise guy now in Jared Goff. Yeah, and I get it. A lot of people don't think he's great. Listen, man, he's gone to how many NFC championship games? I think at least three in his life, right? I believe. I think it's been three. Like, Jared Goff has gotten there, and he went to a Super Bowl. Like, Jared Goff has won more playoff games for Detroit than Matthew Stafford ever did. That's very true. And look, not for nothing, what a solid fucking year. Threw for 4,500 yeah, yards and th- and 30 touchdowns. I mean, look, there's nothing to scoff not at bad. there. I think most teams would take that. Yeah, and look at Gibbs and Montgomery, the one-two combo that was uh, unbelievable this year. And listen, if Detroit gets those two guys going, oh, my God, they're scary as fuck. That Jameer That's Gibbs good- kid. It's nasty. Nasty, bro. He is so He's fucking so good. good. And we, I remember, I remember earlier in the season when, yeah. when we were like, why the fuck are they not playing this dude more? They're like yeah. refusing to give him the ball. We're like, okay, what the fuck are they doing? Like, and, is and, there something wrong in the locker room? Or <laughs> dude, this kid. I, the only reason why is because I know the Jets were looking at him last year in the draft. And I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, why the fuck would they even entertain taking another running back? This is fucking why. This kid's fucking yeah. nasty. He's fast as shit. He's versatile. I mean, good for Detroit, man. They, it seems like they really figured it out. And I remember, like, people on ESPN were just, when they hired Dan Campbell, like, oh, I don't want this guy with, with this much emotion, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Let him just coach. Let him do what he wants to do with his weird... His weird analogies or his weird speeches of biting kneecaps. It's working. It works, man. It works. I, want, I, I wish my guys would bite kneecaps. That's what I'd want. That's what I fucking want. I need some Dan Campbell in my locker room. There was a little controversy at the end of this game with the timeout situation. Did you see this? I, I did see that. They took a knee, and if they would have taken the timeout, they would have forced them to punt. Well, it would have forced you know, him uh, or, to take the field, field goal. goal. Yeah, I think it would have been like a 48-yard field goal. And I was confused when I saw it the day after because I'm like, well, no, Tampa didn't have any more timeouts to call. But suppo- yeah, supposedly there was a penalty on one of the plays, and they got the timeout back. Yeah. So right then and there, if I'm if I'm Bowles, I'm giving my, my team a chance. It's a one-score game. 48-yard field goal, look, anything can happen. Bad snap, miss it, block it, whatever. It gives your team another chance. Time management, and that's it's such a key factor of, of coaching that that gets brought up in big situations or playoff games. And and especially with Todd Bowles, his game management has never been good. It was never good with no. the Jets. It was never good with Tampa Bay. So, and I'll give him credit. I'll credit for making the playoffs this year. I will. I will give him at least that amount of credit. Right. But that also goes into effect that the rest of that division is ass. No, okay. But you still got to win it. Exactly. You, you still you won still, it. You still got there. You still got to win it. And I, you got to win. I, just, I, I couldn't even believe, though. I don't think uh, 
Did anybody on the broadcast even bring it up? No. Nobody said anything until... That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, nobody until, fucking remembers. Until, until after the fact, I just, I couldn't... Because people were saying, oh, no, it was a graphical issue. But no, like, oh, there was a penalty and they got the timeout back. I still don't know what the real fucking story is. If they had a timeout in their pocket, they should have fucking used it. If they didn't have Unless, it, then you don't use it. And what's what's funny or what could have been is, let's just say Bulls, you know, let's say they just told me you don't have a timeout, then that's on them. If exactly. Like, well, I was told that I didn't have a timeout. <laughs> but I, I think he addressed it in his postgame press conference, if I'm not mistaken. So right then and there, if that's the case, then we need to have a fucking discussion here. Because you're down one position, you have a timeout. Like, dude, you have to give your team a chance. You have yeah. to. But, you know what, they didn't. And they lost because of it. Not saying that Baker was going to drive down the field and end the game, but, you know, give him a chance. Never know. That's, in football, that's all you ask. Yeah. The worst case scenario is that you force a field goal and um, they make it, and you're like, well, now we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst that could fucking happen. All right, let's move on to the last game. I mean, the game that I think everybody was looking forward to. The Chiefs go into Buffalo and beat them 27-24. Which side do you want to start on here? Because I know there's one side that we're going to have to get deep into. All right, we'll start with Kansas City then. With the, with the, listen, they got a guy. Here's a guy that <laughs> runs like a freight train from hell. He's he's like that kid at the barbecue that wasn't supposed to get soda. Yeah. He got soda. He's just running through fucking people. And unfortunately, this guy's never going to get paid. So they're going to run him into the fucking ground. Good for them, because that's what I would do. Run the guy into the ground. Listen, 15 carries for almost 100 yards is nothing to slouch about. He finishes games. And that's what helped out last postseason. He knows how to finish fucking games. And listen, again, at times they did not look pretty. But when it comes to situational football, there's almost nobody better than Patrick. Mahomes. No, there really is. there's not. If, if you give him striking distance, you've already fucked up. You've already fucked up. You can't. You have to put him down. You have to. You can't <laughs> let him hang with you. It's bad. It's bad news. You're going to lose. You're prolonging your own death at that point. Like, you this, really are. This was a game, like, we've had our qualms with Kansas City all year about how we think they're going to be a one-and-done, their weapons aren't going to be able to do enough to win games. I mean, look, not for nothing, I don't think they punted till like, the fourth quarter. Yeah. They, yeah. Buffalo just couldn't get them off the field. They couldn't do it. And I know people are going to point the finger, oh, they're injured and shit. Like, I get it. But at the same time, you need to make a fucking stop here. You finally got the advantage that you were looking for, and that's home field. Yes. You couldn't stop them. You couldn't do anything. And, and when I watched when I watched this team, the problem that I had seen was I really thought Buffalo was going to take over because our offense was playing bully ball. Yeah. And they were pushing their defense around. That second half, their offense went to bed. Yeah. Buffalo's offense stalled. And that's that's the one thing I will say about Buffalo's defense was they they stopped they stopped getting help from the they Yeah. Just stopped getting help. And honestly honestly, Josh Allen stopped getting help. I Josh mean Josh Allen can't throw to himself, Nick. He can't throw to himself. <laughs> when he puts diamond after dime after dime, catch this fucking ball. You Look. gotta catch it. You broke ass bitch step on it. <laughs> you have got to catch this ball. I'm sorry. You've got to do it. You can't talk all that shit, and that ball is right here, and it goes right through your fucking hands, and you just walk away like, all right, let's go. No. Uh, and you can see Josh Allen's face like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Look, people know I'm a Jets fan. I never want to see anybody in my division win a game, ever. Never, ever, especially in the playoffs. Never want to see Buffalo win a game. Never want to see Miami. Or... For fuck's sake, I never want to see fucking New England win another playoff game until I die. Yeah, I know. Fuck them. But this is one of the first times I genuinely felt bad for a quarterback that's in my division. Josh Allen, you would think, like, I'm looking at his stats. He only threw for 186. Yeah. He should have thrown close to 300 in this fucking game. 
First of all, Diggs, like you said, that dude better not open his fucking mouth one time in this offseason. Yeah. The, the second yeah. that he says something, he's done. I, I just we deem him as a top ten receiver, and he is. Yes. He's 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 earned that. But Christ Almighty, where has he gone in like the past like what six to eight weeks? He has done shit, and he, to me, I think he tries to find a way out of Buffalo, at like, at the end of this year. That's why I said go to the fucking Cowboys, go be with your brother and shit, dude. Not for nothing, he cost them this game. He did. Yeah. That that ball that Josh Allen. He first of all he threw that shit to the fucking moon, and it was a, it was a fucking dime. And then it goes through his fucking hands. And then he looked back and he did the little two. He was like, "Oh, it was that close?" I'm like, "Dude, what do you mean it was that close? It was there. Make the catch, and at the very least, you tie the game. You tie the game. But you fucking yeah. you missed." You dropped it, and you let your whole fucking team down. Now, you can say, oh, the defense gave up 27. Sure, you can make the argument that half their fucking defense is out. Fine. I I get it. Buffalo in this game, especially in the fourth quarter, when they're handed chance after chance, they just fucking, they couldn't do anything. No, their offense fucking stalled. And don't get me started with the fake punt to DeMar Hamlin. Why? That... Right there, that's when I thought they lost the game. Look. That, that was right there. I went, you lost the game. Why is DeMar Hamlin getting the fucking ball? That's Why? Like, I get the DeMar Hamlin story. I watched I don't it. I don't care. Anymore. And not for nothing, I don't know if you're trying to get him reps. I don't know if you're trying to make his story that much better. Look, Get him reps in the, in the preseason. Look, not for nothing, he was benched almost all year for a reason. He wasn't yeah. playing good football. He just wasn't. And, like, you, you take the story and everything, and it's a feel-good story that, you know what, he's alive, he's playing football again, I get it. Not for nothing, I am in the business of trying to win a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Why am I putting DeMar Hamlin in on a fake punt in our own zone in the fourth quarter? Why are we doing this, dude? I don't understand it. It dude, if you're gonna if you plan on going for it, just go for it then. Like fourth and three. Don't even set up the fucking punt. Don't even do it. Because you wanna know some something else? Kids need only ten people on the fucking field. You had yeah. ten people. Dude, yep. you can't you have to have your best plays and your best players on the field when it matters most. You took Josh Allen off the field. For no fucking reason. If you're going to go for it anyway. Just go for it. Josh Allen was running like a madman in this game. You're telling me he wasn't going to get, what was it, three yards? Come on. Yeah. yeah. You, you, Especially Josh Allen. Especially you, him. You knew that Josh Allen was going to stop at nothing to get that first down for you. You knew it. No, this dude, this dude wants to win fucking bad. You can see it. And I feel bad for him. I do. It's not his fault. I would understand it if it was his fault, Nick. I would understand if he had thrown three interceptions or fumbled twice and he just played recklessly and he kept fucking them over at times. He tried everything in his power and they didn't catch the ball for him when he needed to. It was Like you said, could have had 300 yards this game. Yeah. No problem. It was almost his fault, like part of his fault when he did fumble at the end of the game. That was the big thing was like, yeah. I I said it with the Jets earlier early in the season. I said you make the play by making the play. There was a yeah. fumble. Why would Kansas City try to pick it up and score with it? Like a scoop and score. What dude, make the play. Fall on the ball and the game's over. Fall on it. They try to do too much shit. Dude, make the yeah. play and the game is fucking over. That's it. That's it. And I think yeah. the the same thing happened I believe at the end of the San Francisco game when they when they picked off Love and he was and the guy was running around with the ball. I'm like, dude, just go down. The game's over. No, yeah. he's he's trying yes. he's trying to make a play. He's like, oh, I was telling uh, Jair or uh, whoever it was, I want to get a pick six. Dude, I don't give a fuck about your pick six. Win the fucking game because if he would have fumbled it, I, I would have I would have been livid if I was a 49er fan. 
I would have been livid. Oh yes, yes. You, you you can't play that hero ball. You can't play that that me 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 game. You take you get that ball on that interception. You drop that fumble happens. Just fall on the ball. The ball away from him. But you but you gave them a shot. And also when you fumbled, when you listen after that fake punt, they gave it to you to Kansas City. Kansas City scores a touchdown in that in that scenario, Nick. You and I are both saying. Game over. We're texting each other. Yeah. Game over. That's it. Game's over. I'm sorry, Josh. Y'all fucked up. Your coach fucked you. I'm so sorry. My apologies. If you'd like to, I'll trade. You want to trade? I'll give you guys <laughs> Prescott. You can come to my. Let's have some fun. Like you know, like what do you want me to tell you, buddy? I'm sorry. It's like neither one of these teams wanted to, like, just get the final dagger. Like Kansas City, when they turned the ball over and they were driving. You gave the ball to McCall Hardman, who I believe fumbled twice in this game. Yes. One rush and a fumble, one reception and, and a fumble. He tried to make a hero play to stretch the ball into the end zone. Dude, it's first and fucking goal. And you didn't make it I'm to the I'm pretty sure they would have gotten in. I'm like, you have three more plays to get half a yard or a yard? Come on now. Pro- pro- let's be honest. That was four down territory. They were good. Like that's the thing. Why are you trying to do too fucking much? I I yeah. I hate when teams do that shit, especially when it's like fourth and one or fourth and inches, and you fucking you're in shotgun and you're fucking like, it's it's just stupid shit like that that just chaps my ass to no fucking end, dude. Yeah. Just go. You didn't make it. Just go down. Your team's gonna fucking score anyway. Nope. You fumble it through the fucking end zone. Which, look, we all have our opinions about that fucking rule but at, yeah. at the same time it is the rule like it's a touchback right now don't why why are you risking like fucking your team why you have all the power to end the game right there hold on protect the ball yes they just couldn't do that no i mean don't get me, don't get us wrong this game lived up to its hype for sure oh it was very I good mean, it was a great game. It was back and forth, and I kept going, oh, here we go. I see how this is. And everybody would, will probably admit whoever got the ball last was going to win the game. That's how this game was. And I, these two are, are they're fun to watch. It just – you wish it was a little more even. I just – I feel bad for Josh Allen personally. Um, it, yeah. I, I thought this, this was a scary team, Buffalo. I really did. I, I – if they got to an AFC Championship game against Baltimore, I was going to be real curious about that. Um, I think we all have to agree. Two things. Number one, the MVP of the game was obviously Jason Kelly. There's uh, no doubt. Yes. That dude was the MVP. I mean, dude, if you're, you're not going to tell me he he hadn't had a few to drink that night. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. There's like, there's like pictures of him. First of all, he was shirtless, which is fucking great. That yes. that beer can in his hand, that looks small as shit. Maybe yeah. his hand is as big as shit. And dude, not yeah, for nothing, yeah. when he got back into the box, bro, big men like us, we don't get into fucking spots like that that easily. No, he just jumped. <laughs> He's just like, all right, let's go, dude. Look, how can you not like them? Honestly, uh, I I I like I definitely like him without the Eagles jersey on. He's a lot more likable. Um. <laughs> I, I, I can't lie to you. It's, it's when he has that Eagles jersey on. I, I can't like you. I'm sorry. I just simply can't. It's understandable. But he's a like he's a likable guy. Um, he's probably got the the peak male physique, right? That's yeah. That's that's peak male physique right there. And number two is, unfortunately, I have to ask you, do you think they're gonna let Baltimore win next week? I think Baltimore wins next week. I do. I, I hope. I do. I hope. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not that I hate Kansas City. No, I think we're all we're all tired of them this year more than ever, just because of the Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Right. I just, I like Taylor Swift. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'm just saying. I think you'll see some kind of narrative during the game if shit starts going like against Baltimore in like a very lopsided way. Then I think there's gonna be some questions. There'll be a lot of questions. I I, mean, I texted you before this game. And said, "Don't get, don't be surprised right. if this fucking game ends in controversy." Which I'm happy I, I was wrong about. I just think if Baltimore gets on a roll, they're so hard to stop, no matter who it is. 
And like we saw, yep. Ke- we saw Kelsey kind of come back alive in this game. Like the two touchdowns didn't really drop anything, so we're like, okay, if he can get rolling, I hope this is a good game. But for Kansas City, look, Kansas City just kind of needs to play the same way that they just played against Buffalo. But they have to play. Yeah. They Kansas City has to be perfect. I think. I think so. Especially their defense. If Kansas City's defense can come out and kind of do what Houston did in the first half, get Lamar frustrated, and then kind of piggyback off of that, then maybe then you'll have a chance. I think you you'll have a chance regardless, just because fifteen is your quarterback. But if you oh, can absolutely. if you can pressure Lamar and this offense to make somebody make a big play, then it, you can make Lamar's night hellish. You could. Yeah. I don't know if they can, or I don't know if they will. Now, if the refs get involved, that's a different story. Yeah. I just, I and... think, I think it's going to be Baltimore. I just, I, I want to see Baltimore win. I like Harbaugh. I yeah. like Lamar. And th- that's not me saying that I don't like Mahomes or Andy Reid. I like both of them. I like Kelsey. I like that Chiefs team. They're the, they're the most likable, quote unquote, dynasty team that I've liked. Like, I can't, I'm not rooting for the, that Patriots dynasty. Fuck no. Who, who on that team is likable? Nobody. Belichick sucked. Edelman had an ego, and Brady is just a piece of shit. Let's be honest. Probably Gronk is the most likable. And I don't even like him. He's a fucking doof. He is a doof. <laughs> and I liked him better once he retired. And I don't really like him as much because he shits on the Cowboys all the time. Um, but I, it, it to me, I just I think that that Baltimore defense is going to be so fast. Yeah. For, for Mahomes and all these not weapons. And I will say this. Rice is starting to really come on here for him. But I, I just, listen, Baltimore knows who to go to. We got we to gotta take care of Kelsey. We got to probably take care of this Rice kid. One person that you definitely got to make sure. You got to take care of 15. Yes. You got it. If 15's on the sideline, you can't beat me. If I disrupt 15, because we've seen it. Oh yeah. Fifteen if fifteen gets disrupted, forget it. I mean yeah. that's any quarterback, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, oh, that's his Achilles heel, that's everyone's Brady's everybody. But if you could get to him and that defense is fast, and if this Baltimore team can jump out to a fourteen nothing lead, this could be a long day for Kansas City. Yeah. Fast. And I don't think Kansas City's defense let this game get out of hand. I think if both yeah. if Baltimore pulls away, I think it'll probably be in the fourth quarter. But I don't know, man. It, it's it's a definitely a good matchup. I want to see how both teams come out for it, because if Baltimore just needed like a half to get going, then it could be like if they're just rolling, it's going to be very hard for them to be stopped. Yeah, and and honestly. The other interesting aspect is going to be, God forbid, Kansas City does lose. Um, one of the big questions that you keep hearing is the Kelsey and Andy Reid retirement. I think you have a better chance of Travis retiring than Andy Reid. Look, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm like, as long as Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback, I'll be here. Yeah. That, that's just how I feel. That's how I would be as a coach. Yeah, Kel- I get it. Travis... Yeah. I think the only way Travis retires is if they win the Super Bowl. I think he's going to come back for another year or two. He says he's good to go. He he loves playing football, so I don't think he retires. The only way, like I said, the only way I think I see him retiring is if they win the Super Bowl. Go off into the sunset. Don't put your body through fucking hell anymore. No. Because you could see it. It's catching up. Oh, of course. Hard sport, man. It's fucking rough. But one thing before we, we go off of Buffalo, what the fuck do they do now? Like, this Diggs thing, we said it at the start of the year, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's got to be something going on, man. I don't care how much Josh Allen wants to come out and say, oh, he's my boy, oh, there's no problems. Like, I don't care. People can kind of read through the lines and, and kind of see it. There's something wrong there. And we've been it seems on, like it, yes. We've been on the same boat of it's got to be a Diggs problem because he was the same way with Minnesota. He came he he came to Buffalo. He shut his mouth for a little bit, but then he started talking again. 
which again doesn't make sense because he's one of, if not the most targeted guy in the league. So yeah. it, it it never made sense for him to kind of run his mouth. I mean, the the last ten games, Khalil Shakir had more receiving yards than he did on more than half his targets. Shakir yes. was Shakir was targeted thirty seven times. Diggs was targeted eighty times. And Shakir has more receiving yards. There there's a problem. I, I don't care what anybody says. Diggs is a good receiver, I get it, but not for nothing. He's not showing up. And for a guy that is supposed to be your number one and he's not showing up, there's a problem. I think Yeah. I think they cut bait, possibly. They just need another playmaker in there. Like Gabe Davis, he wasn't he wasn't even fucking healthy for this game. He's been a shell all year. Yeah. They just need somebody on the outside. No, he 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 needs another person. It can't just be Diggs. Gabe Davis wasn't wasn't here. Um Okay, the Shakir kit's kind of coming up. You need a, a now guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think what works well, what could work well with Josh Allen if Diggs is willing to stay or, or they're willing to keep Diggs and shut him up. I, I, I kind of like this Michael Pittman kid. Yeah, he's nasty. You know, from, from Indy to go with Allen. Allen needs another guy because once Diggs is not there, I mean, the Dalton Kincaid kid, you could see was coming on. In fact, the last couple of drives – I don't know why they kept taking him off the fucking field. Yeah, I don't know either. Open, just keep feeding him the ball, even if it's six, seven yards at a time. Yeah, I don't give a fuck, Nick. I'm trying to win a ball game here. And by the way, I'm kicking the fuck. Uh, I'm kicker. You're gone. Yeah. Oh, dude. First of all, that kick was so fucking weird because it looked like it was going in, and then it just, know, it just tailed off. Right, right. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit, he actually missed. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, it's going to be 27-27. Mahomes is going to drive down the last fucking minute again, and he's going to win. That's just how it's going to go. He just fucking missed it. And then we were talking. I'm like, dude, if I'm Pacheco, I'm running through a fucking wall here. I need 10 yards to win this game. He got eight He got eight on first down, and I'm like, okay, game's over. Game's over. He can't do it. That dude runs like a motherfucker. Yes, but, he does. But also, Josh Allen runs like that too. And I texted you this during the game and said, when is this kid gonna learn to just not take a hit? Like he's got to learn. He's got to learn it quick. Like he is already taking fucking shots, man. It one he took at least two shots. I was like, oh, dude, God. one of these days he is not gonna get up. And if I'm Buffalo, I'm scared for that day because, like you said, he took a couple shots in this game where I thought he was fucking down. I'm like, oh no, he got up. It looked that way, but it's just like. It's just like Cam Newton. He just took shot after shot. Now, Josh is a better passer than fucking Cam Newton. Let's not get that shit twisted. But close. the running aspect, the taking hits, like, dude, gotta learn to get down, man. You have to. Gotta. Okay. We'll move on to just, well, we both picked the Ravens to win. Lions, 49ers. I think it's going to be San Francisco. I think they figure it out. I don't. I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout because San Francisco is prone to have those games where they look a little shaky. And Detroit deserves a spot to be there. I just don't know if they're ready for this big matchup with San Francisco. I'm taking Detroit because fuck the script. Okay. I mean, now are you saying are you saying that because you want Detroit to win or do you genuinely think that Detroit's going to win? So you want Detroit to win, but you don't believe that they're going to win. San Francisco's been there. That's that's the only thing. Um, I think Detroit's got more heart. I think so, too. I don't think necessarily they may have enough talent. You never know. He really wants to make a name for himself. You never know. I, this could be the game, man. I, I just fear if San Francisco gets rolling early and maybe... Oh, it could. I, listen, I hope, it, I hope we're wrong. I hope it's not 5-10. to 10. I really don't. Um, maybe 45 to 38, you know. Hey, I would love that, but I don't think San Francisco's team is going to give up that much. Who knows? I, who the fuck? It could be fucking 10 to 7. Oh, God, please don't be that. The 24 to 28 range, that's like a good a couple good scores. Yeah. So you're going Lions? Yeah. I would like to see the Lions win just because I've felt bad for them for so long. I just think a Ravens 
49ers rematch Super Bowl, I think would just be the best. I think that's the best matchup to have. I just I just think that Marshall Mathers says he doesn't give a fuck. I mean, sure. You know, Kansas City may have Taylor Swift, but Detroit's got Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go they with that. Collab. They should collab. That just doesn't that doesn't even it, look right in my mind. It'll work. It'll work. I mean, they both make it work. They've got the talent. They'll make it work. I mean, shit, yeah, they got the talent. But they make it work. That just they look like a weird like pairing. Let's let's talk about a fucking cruel summer <laughs> in fucking Amityville, bro. Let's do it. Uh all right, Johnny. Let's wrap this puppy up. If they want to contact you, where can they find you? Joe can find me at Johnny Mons at Twitter. I can save your life one tweet at a time. Only one. Only or if one. you have any power old tips and tricks for me. Oh shit. I'm trying to lo- I'm trying to learn this shit. You got roped in. I'm that roped sucked in. in. <laughs> you can follow me. <laughs> you can follow me, D Board twenty seven thirty on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show, Brotherhood of Podcasting on all major podcasts and social media platforms. With that being said, we hope you guys enjoyed and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Catch on the flippity flip!